Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Well, June is here, and, well, one just feels like busting out. My favorite recording of this song is by a foreigner, a bass baritone from Wales. Mud went out like a lion, a whipping up the water in the bay. Then April cried and stepped aside on a long and pretty little maid. He was full of promises, but she didn't keep him quick enough for sun. And a crowd of doubting Thomases was predicting that the summer never come. by Rodgers and Hammerstein, June is busting out all over, whose soloist was Bryn Terfel. Recently, I headed a column, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. That's because New York City and other American places were suffused in smoke, 
thanks to wildfires in Quebec. I also told a story. Janos Starker, the great Hungarian-born cellist, had traveled to Columbia, South Carolina. This was in 1995. He had gone there to give a master class at the university and to play with the South Carolina Philharmonic. The scheduled concerto was the Elgar. Because the concert hall was smoke-free, administrators informed Starker that he would not be able to smoke in it, even in his private dressing room. This did not sit well with Starker at all. He was a very heavy smoker, and he certainly liked to have a pre-performance cigarette. He appealed for reconsideration, asking that he be informed about the final decision ASAP, even if it was in the middle of rehearsal. It was, in fact, in the middle of rehearsal that he was called backstage. No, he would not be allowed to smoke, even in his private room. Regulations forbade it. Starker returned to the stage and addressed the orchestra, saying roughly this, I have lived through fascism, I have lived through communism, but I cannot abide the petty tyranny into which this country is falling, and neither should you. With that, he collected his instrument and left. There was a pall for a minute or two. Then a clarinetist began to play Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. That song comes from the musical Roberta, written by Jerome Kern and Otto Harbach in 1933. It has been recorded many, many times in many, many ways. Ingenious song, music and words. Let's hear Gertrude Niesen in the first ever recording of the song, made on November 1, 1933. Conducting the orchestra is Ray Sinatra, a second cousin of Frank. Listen to this beautiful contralto voice, Gertrude Niesen. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Making friends deride Tears I cannot hide So I smile and say When a lovely flame dies Smoke it in A song from Roberta by Kern and Harbach, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, sung by Gertrude Neeson, with an orchestra conducted by Ray Sinatra. I was listening to something and thought, boy, is that an example of singing on the piano? Is that an example of cantabile? Pure singing, but on a percussion instrument, the piano, with hammers going up and down. The pianist is Arthur Rubinstein. The piece is Evocation, Evocation from Iberia, Book One by Albinis.
my gosh, that is how you sing on the keyboard. Arthur Rubinstein playing Albini's Evocation in 1955. Maybe I should say again, I'm Jay Nordlinger of the New Criterion, doing music for a while. If you'd like to write to me, please do at nordlinger at newcriterion.com. I attended and wrote about a recital at Carnegie Hall. The soloist was Benjamin Oppel, a baritone, and he was accompanied by the pianist James Bailieu. I don't know how the pianist pronounces his name, but I hope I'm in the ballpark. Toward the end of his program, Oppel sang two songs by Ilse Weber, who was murdered at Auschwitz. The singer said from the stage that he felt a responsibility as a German-born man, he said, to sing such songs. I thought his phrasing was curious, German-born man. I subsequently learned that he has taken UK citizenship in the last few years. He and his pianist performed one encore. It, too, was by a composer murdered at Auschwitz, Adolf Strauss. The song is a tango, a song in tango form, and its words translate to, I know for sure I'll see you again. As I noted in my review, a couple of measures bring to mind always the Irving Berlin song, which is a waltz. Just a coincidence. We will hear Benjamin Oppel and James Bailieu in a studio recording made in 2017. Schicksal riefst du dich vor von mir weit über. 
I Know For Sure I'll See You Again by Adolf Strauss, performed by Oppel and Bailieu. For my money, Benjamin Oppel is not just a man, but a mensch. Two starry soloists appeared in Carnegie Hall for a joint recital, a violinist and a pianist, Joshua Bell and Daniel Trifonov. On their program was some Ernest Bloch, or Bloch, the middle movement from his Baal Shem, which is subtitled Three Pictures of Hasidic Life. That movement is headed Nigun, N-I-G-U-N, and I know that listeners will forgive any mispronunciations. I wrote in my review, Can there be violin playing without Jewish soul? In any case, Bell was soulful and virtuosic. I don't have Bell and Trifonov for you, but I have a recording that Mr. Bell made back in 1988 with the pianist Samuel Sanders. Nigun by Block.
by Ernest Block, Nigun, played by Joshua Bell and Samuel Sanders. The Metropolitan Opera staged The Flying Dutchman by Wagner. I wrote, In The Flying Dutchman, there's an outstanding soprano role, that of Senta. But what you need, really, for this cast is stout-hearted men and stout-voiced men. Yep, I should really be playing Wagner for you. But how about stout-hearted men, which comes from a 1927 operetta by Sigmund Romberg, The New Moon? And who wrote the lyrics? Well, we have heard from him before in this podcast at the top of the show. Oscar Hammerstein II. Some men who are stout-hearted men who will fight for the right they adore. Start me with ten who are stout-hearted men, and I'll soon give you ten thousand more. Nothing in the world can halt or mar a plan. Friends are not in man and stick together, man to man. If you have the soul and the spirit, never fear it, you'll see it through. Ours and its other hearts will divide. For the strong obey when a strong man shows them the Some men who are stout-hearted men Who will fight for the right they adore Start me with ten who are stout-hearted men And I'll soon give you ten thousand more Stout-Hearted Men from the New Moon by Romberg and Hammerstein. We heard Gordon McRae and Friends. I read the obit of Françoise Gillot, who died at 101. She was an artist and a one-time mistress of Picasso. She had several other relationships, too, including a marriage with Jonas Salk. In a column, I wrote, not quite Alma Mahler level, but maybe tied with Cosima List? 
Alma, I went on to say, was married to Gustav Mahler, Walter Gropius, and Franz Werfel. Cosima, the daughter of Franz Liszt, was married to Hans von Bülow and Richard Wagner. Well, do you know the Tom Lehrer song about Alma? He'll introduce it himself. Last December 13th, there appeared in the newspapers the juiciest, spiciest, raciest obituary it has ever been my pleasure to read. <laughs> it was that of a lady named Alma Mahler Gropius Werfel, who had in her lifetime managed to acquire as lovers practically all of the top creative men in Central Europe. And among these lovers, who were listed in the obituary, by the way, which is what made it so interesting, There were three whom she went so far as to marry. One of the leading composers of the day, Gustav Mahler, composer of Das Lied von der Erde and other light classics. Uh, one of the leading architects, Walter Gropius, of the Bauhaus School of Design, and one of the leading writers, Franz Werfel, author of The Song of Bernadette and other masterpieces. It's, it's people like that who make you realize how little you've accomplished. It is a sobering thought, for example, that when Mozart was my age, he had been dead for two years. <laughs> it seemed to me on reading this obituary that the story of Alma was the stuff of which ballads should be made, so here is one. The loveliest girl in Vienna was Alma the smartest as well? Once you picked her up on your antenna, you'd never be free of her spell. Her lovers were many and varied from the day she began her begin. There were three famous ones whom she married, and God knows how many between. Alma, tell us, all modern women are jealous. Which of your magical wands got you Gustav and Walter and Franz? The first one she married was Mahler, whose buddies all knew him as Gustav. And each time he saw her, he'd holler, Ach, that is the Fräulein I must have. Their marriage, however, was murder. He'd scream to the heavens above, I'm writing Das Lied von der Erde. And she only wants to make love. Alma, tell us, all modern women are jealous. You should have a statue in bronze for bagging Gustav and Walter and Franz. While married to Gus, she met Gropius, and soon she was swinging with Walter. Gus died and her teardrops were copious. She cried all the way to the altar, but he would work late at the Bauhaus and only came home now and then. She said, what am I running? A chow house? It's time to change partners again. Alma, tell us, all modern women are jealous. Though you didn't even use pawns, you got Gustav and Walter and Franz. While married to Walt, she'd met Werfel, 
and he too was caught in her net. He married her, but he was careful, cause Alma was no Bernadette. And that is the story of Alma, who knew how to receive and to give. The body that reached her Embalma was one that had known how to live. Alma, tell us, how can they help being jealous? Ducks always envy the swans who get Gustav and Walter. You never did falter with Gustav and Walter and Franz. The very clever and very talented Tom Lehrer. Respighi. Ottorino Respighi is known for orchestral music, in particular his Roman triptych, which is comprised of Fountains of Rome, Pines of Rome, and Roman festivals. He is not known for piano music at all, and yet Earl Wilde, the late pianist, loved to play a piece of his, Noturno, or Nocturne, from a set of six pieces. Wilde used this as an encore. Because I was in a Respighi frame of mind, I went looking for it on YouTube. I found a recording by Konstantin Sherbakov, a pianist we heard in our previous episode, I believe, playing a Godofsky transcription of Bach. Under YouTube videos, there are comments, as you may know. Let me read you one under Sherbakov's recording of the Respighi. This particular piece of music has virtually saved my life. During my heaviest period of drinking, a friend who plays the piano sent it to me to help me calm my thoughts. I played the song, and it was as if the world suddenly shifted into slow motion. I welled with emotions and calmness. I've been over two years sober today, and as part of my morning meditations, I listened to this song this particular recording of it, on a daily basis. I just wanted to share my gratitude. We will close today with Noturno by Respighi, played by Konstantin Sherbakov. You may want to turn your volume way up as it begins very softly. You will not want to miss this. Thank you, my friends, and so long. <laughs>